to the Go Touch Grass Podcast. The podcast where we log in so you can log out. Yes, so we're so excited to have you, Patreon listeners. Mm-hmm. We have a big, big launch on December 13th. Yeah, we are we are coming up on our big network launch. Soon yes, yes, you'll yes, know. Yes. Soon you will know. Where company. we're going. Yeah, where we're going. <laughs> Where we're going, what we're doing. We're having cool photos taken. Maybe even a theme song will Ooh, start to be being incorporated. Yeah, and then we'll be official, official. Well, yeah, but you guys are the people who got in the on the ground floor. On of the, the ground floor. You could be like, I remember then, them, when? When they didn't have a theme song. When they didn't have anything. When, when, when they were using images made in Canva. Mm-hmm. This isn't gonna be Canva. Thank, yeah, no, it's not. But thank God for Canva. I know, and, and honestly, let's let's take a moment for Canva. For Canva, because Canva actually rocks. <laughs> Canva rocks. Canva Pro rocks. There's some things where the paid version, like Grammarly paid, I'm just not sure what you're getting. What are you getting from Grammarly? They say paid? that they can do more like informal, like Grammarly is just checking for commas and spelling. But like Grammarly paid, you're they're helping you construct sentences better. So are they gonna like AI? It is it AI. a little it's bit. Always I don't need AI. That. We don't, I need, don't that. need that. We don't need that. But pro level of Canva, absolutely, absolutely. do need that. Absolutely. I absolutely do. InShot Pro, which is what I use to edit videos, that I do need. See, I don't that even does... know what that is. I feel like a a, a goddamn loser. It's like CapCut, but I like the I I like it's functionality better and they with the pro version they just added auto captions which wow. is mwah, 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 auto guess captions. what ai that is ai i am that giving my it. voice to ai in that way well elise mm-hmm. we have a jam-packed episode we do post thanksgiving first show family drama we know something about family drama <laughs> we do we, we do. do everything gets brought out but before we get started Mm-hmm. I want to play a game with you. Okay, I'm excited. And the game is, who are they talking about? Oh. Uh, your favorite game. I, this is my favorite game. Because it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. You never know. So this game is brought to us by at Confident, Confide in Me. And the, the, so uh, the E for me is three. But okay. anyway, it says, so it, there's a picture of Jennifer Lopez. Okay. At the movie and TV awards red carpet, with a with the caption that says, "Jennifer Lopez is far more beautiful than her," and somebody writes, uh, "Confident, confide in me," says, "You will never guess who's in the pick they're applying to." So who is Jennifer Lopez, far more beautiful than? Okay. Who are we talking about? Do, can I get a clue? Yes. The clue is that this came out on June 6, 2022. So you have to think about who was in the news in June, June 2022. Oh my God, I can't remember anything about this world. But in June of 2022, I mean, it's not Margot Robbie, because I feel like that no. wouldn't be shocking though i do remember there was a period of time where the twitter discourse was about whether or not margot robbie was mid and i was like i can't live in this world i mean it's not margot robbie um marjorie taylor green marjorie taylor green 
Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. All right, let's see. So the person who they were referring to in this thing, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the the actual picture. Approximately ten hours later. Anyway, it's Lilybeth. It's Lilybeth. Oh, Lilybeth, the Lilybeth, Diana, Diana Mountbatten, Windsor. Yes, the Prince, baby of Meghan Markle. And Meghan Markle. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Somebody you can't. commented. She so uh, in June 2022 was the first ever photo that was released that that Harry and Meghan released of their daughter, Lilybeth Diana Mountbatten Windsor, and somebody commented, "Shalo's hotter." <laughs> <laughs> that is so that is so deranged to even compare first of all we shouldn't be talking about the looks of a baby really at all hot take i i would say leave ba- let babies grow but to compare a grown woman, woman to a little baby and say one is hotter like i would hope that you find J- j-lo hotter than like this more baby beautiful but still. I'm sorry, I still, I would hope that you would find J-Lo, I guess, a different type of beautiful than a baby? The thing is, this baby's, like, just so clueless. She's just, like, playing in her little backyard. They release these, like, nice photos. And you got some maniac with a J-Lo stan account, which, deeply sick. Yeah. Saying, yeah. um... J-Lo's more beautiful than Lilibet. No! Um, And that is, that, that, there we go. And speaking of family, I don't know if Mm -hmm. I actually, uh, if you've seen this. (laughs) Sorry, that is just, uh, I'm. (laughs) I know, it's crazy. (laughs) That is so funny. The level of derangement that Meghan Markle inspires in people is is really really crazy. crazy. And I tried to show, I tried to talk, um about this or with my niece because my niece started watching suits and then like i'm just like hey you need to watch the documentary about megan markle and then she she was in the supermarket the other day and she sends me a picture of a tabloid with like megan markle so skinny and she's such a bitch and <laughs> it's like, like these two this thoughts is ridiculous are... but my like 15 year old niece can like pick it out you know what i mean like, you know what's been a big thing online recently is that people are just like well first of all Meghan Markle like posed for a picture with a fan and like the lighting's not good she doesn't look as great as Meghan Markle normally looks and people are like she looks old she looks ugly she's hideous and like they're doing the same thing to Kate Middleton where like there's some picture of her where she's looking up and she's in like not great lighting and everyone's like she's aged she's an old crone and I'm like these you guys these people are being photographed Every single second of every single day, they can't look perfect all the time. Even someone like Meghan Markle, who really is extremely beautiful. And Kate Middleton, I don't think Kate's as pretty as Meghan Markle. Sorry, kill me. British royal family comes, swoops in, (laughs) scoops me up. But either way, both of them are very beautiful women. But it's like, if you are taking a photo of someone every single second of every single day, some of them are going to be flops. Some of them are going to be flops. It's really like going into the tagged photos of a person and then being like, gotcha. Well, I I do tag photos to see, um, you know, if these people have partners. (laughs) 
I mean, that is true, but it's like you can't go into the tagged photos and then be like, wow, wow. I'll go. At, speaking of this, I just got to say, Candy Burris of Real Housewives uh-huh. of Atlanta fame, she had a really nice dinner last weekend with the people behind her stand pages. Anybody who ran, runs rocks. a Candy Burris stand page, she took out to dinner, um, let them, like, you know, gave them gifts, a gift bag. We're watching the thing. So I'm just like, on the flip side, she's like, she loves the people who run their stand Yeah, but, but the thing is, when you run a stand account, you're not posting the flop pictures. No, you're not. You have, you have loyalty. Yeah. I do fear what that a trend of that will do for the proliferation of stan accounts because mostly stan accounts i find them to be scary they are scary but but i feel like if you're standing candy burrs it's different it's different i mean it's not you know a timothy chalamet is mm-hmm. different than a, a candy burrs they're probably like or any k-pop star any k-pop, any K-pop star stan account is very it's it's scary mm-hmm. to see and you do not want to activate them against you no no they they will move mountains yeah. If you upset them. And I don't think they should meet their No. I would be I would be scared for the K pop star Stars, yeah. to meet the people who run their stand accounts. Yeah. I would say that feels dangerous. It is. Well, speaking of danger. Okay. Let's get into the discourse. The discourse, let's do it. And this discourse is made up of many different smaller discourses. Amazing. Discourse I, as they say. <laughs> um and you know, I really wanted to do a holiday roundup. Of Thanksgiving on the internet, because mm. I feel like people say, you know, it's very easy to say that Thanksgiving doesn't have a culture. It doesn't have, it's not a temple thing. It's not as important or impactful as, let's say, a Christmas or a Halloween. Yeah. But I say that's not true. I don't agree. I, you know, I've grown into Thanksgiving. Now, do I divest myself from Thanksgiving's roots? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No one cares about the roots. Absolutely. But as I've grown older, I've grown to appreciate Thanksgiving as a holiday more and more. Yeah, it's a family. So that's what someone was like. Someone's like, I can't believe you guys are celebrating colonization. And someone's like, someone else on the internet was like, it's a fu- no one cares about colonization. It's a fucking family reunion with specific food. Yeah. And that's it. And you like go around the table and say like, what I'm thankful, thankful for? for blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing, like, pilgrim stuff, you know? Like, we're not doing that. But many holidays are divorced from their original roots. Yeah, that's why there's people saying Jesus is the reason for the season for Christmas. And I'm going to say, not for me. Not for me. Not for me. Not for me. Um, So a lot of people are, you know, talking about Thanksgiving. You know, the reality of our country is that a lot of people live far away from family and they're not, like, or extended family, and they're not really encountered with these people on a day-to-day basis. Uh-huh. So um, somebody posted, uh, E. Krebs, Ph.D., Assistant Professor professor, uh, professor of Health and Culture, and they do a lot of research on suicide, disability, and um, justice. Like, I guess, like... Um, there are a lot of big so, topics. Yeah, a lot of big topics. <laughs> Elise, can you guess what this person's handle is? On, on Twitter. Their handle. The PhD assistant of professor of health and culture. Um, doctor. Doc, doc, doctor. 
I don't know. You're no. wrong because it's salty and sticky. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> that's what their handle that is. That rocks. It's salty and that sticky. That rocks. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, okay. I love not needing to be like true an expert in such heavy topics and like, but I'm gonna tweet about him from at salty and sticky. At salty and sticky. Well, at salty and sticky uh, had a really. A viral tweet mm-hmm. that said list of responses for terrible steaks during Thanksgiving. So here are things that you say to someone when you hear something that's bad. Okay. Uh oh, that was an inside thought. <laughs> that's an interesting thing to say out loud. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm the target audience for this. Wow, what gave you the confidence to say that? I'm sure you can pray for me later. Oh, interesting. We're actually not concerned with things like that. And the final response is to stay silent, but to take the dog for a long walk alone. <laughs> I do love the idea of not responding to someone and just starting to prep a dog for a walk, walk. and just walking away. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that was my saving grace last Christmas, um, was having my dog and like, you know what? Let's go for a walk like three times a day, like with with the kids in my family we'll get them out and like i don't want to fucking talk to anybody yeah you know my go to which i'm very lucky that especially my like immediate immediate family we don't have like like political disagreements when i am with family that's more extended where we do i always go with just a smooth i don't agree with that yeah which again i brought this up because this reminded me of a um, conversation we had on Betches Up mm-hmm. where we talked about this, about, like, how you can, you know, kind of skirt away from, like, uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, because it's... Well, I feel like every Thanksgiving this topic comes up that's like, you should ruin Thanksgiving. Tell, yeah. <laughs> slap your dad across the face. <laughs> yeah, how dare you vote yeah. for Trump? Turn the table over. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that i do love my family members even the misguided ones i am lucky not to have people who are like incredibly harmful in my family um whatever some people would say that any republican is like the incredibly harmful but either way like i'm lucky that i don't have people who are saying like really massively fucked up things but i have found that just calmly saying like I don't agree with that I don't think we're aligned on that is a way to shut down a conversation make your status and what you believe known like it leaves me to feel like okay I didn't just let something slide I didn't just like not push back but I'm also not I don't actually want to be in a fight on Thanksgiving I actually would like to enjoy the dinner and have a good time and you know not uh be in a massive debate i don't actually ever want to be in a huge debate (laughs) debate me (laughs) yeah exactly that's not my energy at all so i and it's funny like when you have a family member that does want to debate you which that has happened to me a little bit and you just kind of stick with like yeah i just i've never i don't agree with that that doesn't ring true to me I yeah. haven't found that in my life. And I think, like, I, I mean, I, I'm of two minds with this. I mean, I think it would be incredibly difficult if I had 
family who, like, close immediate family who, but I had a close immediate family, even though, like, everyone's voting for, for the most part, Biden, but sometimes they're not voting, which mm-hmm. I feel like is equally harmful to being Republican. But I will also say, like, I have family who, like, don't agree with vaccines or yeah. whatever, and it's just, like, that's a whole other thing. Uh, but I guess the, the important thing to me is, like, well, I guess why this comes up every year is because, yeah, like, you don't want to feel like you're compromising your own morals. You don't want to let something slide, you know? And I think it's, like, that thing of people will hit what they can touch. Yeah. And, you know, they can, like... You're a rep- you might be a representation or they might be a representation of everything, whatever. And on one end, I do understand of like, and I, you know, I also feel this way too. Like there are people who try to be all high and mighty on the internet about centrists or people who like Elizabeth Warren or this and that, but they have deeply harmful people in their family that they won't even have a dialogue with. And yeah. that makes, that, that drives me up a wall. But I guess on the other sense, it's like, Life is so isolating and so, like, difficult and challenging that when you get with family, exactly, like, you kind of just want to, like, enjoy the time that you have with people and not have to... So I also understand the flip side of, like, look, I just want to enjoy my fucking dinner. And at the same time, like, you know, there are politicians that can fucking, like... Like, Joe Biden t- talks about the heyday of Congress when they all can, like, legislate against each other and grab a beer. And it's like, even the most feminine of politicians mm-hmm. are still having to work together and whatever. So it's like, so we can't fucking, like, ruin yeah. our relationships and our thing. You know what I mean? Because I think it's really interesting. I mean, you know, going back to my sociology days, mm-hmm. um... The, it's so interesting that the professor, the professor of, of suicide, and the this person who studies that spicy talks, and sticky or salty, and salty and sticky. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry. Um, spicy and sticky is a different, yeah, different professor. Different, 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 different. <laughs> um, but it's because it it all has to do with what like a lot of sociological theorists determined that somebody is like kind of will to live and all that stuff is so tied into how they're integrated into society and how they their familial relations and all of that stuff. Not to say it's anyone's fault or anything like that, but like it's like this 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 society and this the way that our culture is right now is so can be so isolating. So it's like you don't want to burn the few connections you have over important things about whether people, you know what I mean? So it's it's really tough. It is and I think what really sucks and I know people who have this in their family which I feel very lucky not to have this where you do have someone who like they actually want to get combative with you yeah. and it's it's not just that like your natural difference of opinions has come up exactly. in some way or like they're making an offhanded comment and you're like whoa that's not about me it's I do know people who have you know like an incel cousin yeah. or like a far right uncle no, who is really actually coming to the table and like wants to debate with you and wants to start shit with you, which is also really funny because I feel like the 
kind of like right wing thought about all this stuff is that it's the liberals and the progressives who are who are yeah who can't tolerate anybody who want to cancel everybody blah 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 but what and you know maybe it's the sample size but what i've seen in my life is it's usually like the conservative uncle or cousin who comes in with battle gear on and they want to say some shit about the vaccine or guns or this or that. And it's like, why are you talking about the vaccine at Thanksgiving? Yeah. Why are you bringing it up? Yeah. You know that we don't agree. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Like, there are, but but then that's the tough part is that there's a whole thing online about, like, people who have got no contact with family members like that. And it's like, you don't want to do that, but it's at, at a certain point, like, you, you know want to um protect your peace yeah and you know a lot of these again a lot of these um if people can peacefully disagree that's one thing and if like you know topics come up and you can be like well i don't agree with that and they'll say their thing or whatever and it can be squashed in a normal way that's one thing if someone is purposefully combative and looking at you like what are you going to say? I'm going to say some shit that I know is going to be, it's going to bother you and I'm going to see what you do. It's very frustrating. Yeah. And that goes on to the next segment mm-hmm. of this discourse. And it's because we're talking a lot about like political discussions and all this stuff, but there are just some family members who don't like each other, mm-hmm. who have different kinds of beasts. And right now I'm just going to play just a few videos of just some of the highlights of, viral and sometimes not viral things have showed up on my fyp of thanksgiving family drama our first excerpt comes from at underscore the chubby brat and let's see let's open hold on let me start over again (laughs) because you have to hear the audio for this and the top text on this video says how y'all thanksgiving going yeah Now, this 
this one is funny because this is such a specific thing. I feel like it might be contentious. To me, it's not. But this is another, okay. another video, the second video that I'm going to play. Two, give me my motherfucking plate. Get my motherfucking shit going. I'm not playing. Andrew, you went like that for real? Yes, that's my plate. I made that. The level of scream that's there, like, that's where you can tell, like, this is ancient baggage, maybe between siblings, because I do feel like it's really only, like, a close family member that can get you from zero to 60 on that level where you have that, like, hoarseness to your scream. Well, also, too, if you couldn't, like, decipher, basically what happened was that um, the man yelling had prepared a to-go plate uh. after Thanksgiving. He prepared a specific plate, and I think he put it somewhere, and he saw a sibling, a cousin, something, about to leave the house with his to-go plate. Nah, yeah. And then he's like, he, the, the, co the cousin was like, are you serious? Is it that serious? He's like, yes, that's my plate. I made that plate. See, that to me feels like, again, it's like ancient beef of like, you're always taking my shit. Yeah, but also, it, the, the, the debate started, the discourse is, what is the etiquette for, for leaving, you know, is it okay to take someone else's to-go plate? Ooh. Because. I mean, I do feel that if someone specifically prepared a plate, that that plate is their plate. I think so, too, because they might have a preference. Maybe they really like the green beans and they didn't like, you know, the stuffing that right. much. Like, they built up the plate based off their experience of the dinner. What's the argument on the other side? Well, it's like, oh, it's not that serious. They're like, why? Are, you know, and that's what the guy was saying. It was like, really? Are you getting like this over the plate? Like, it's just a plate of food. You can make another one. Yeah, but... I mean, sure, yes, you can. <laughs> and in the end of the day, nothing nothing is that serious except for all the stuff that's very serious. Yeah. But, like... But... But if I put a plate together for myself... <laughs> and also, we don't know if now there are different leftovers available. Mm -hmm. What if I had set aside that plate and I had piled it high with mashed potatoes? And now now I go no back, mashed potatoes. mashed potatoes aren't there anymore. Wow. We don't know. So I'm fully on the side of the guy screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, me too. But it's just like specifically, um, you know, very contentious stuff. Yeah. I also feel like I totally get it. In the, but the fact that there's two men arguing, I'm like, I hope these motherfuckers actually cook something when they showed up. You yeah, know? that's true. That's my thing. I'm like. I, I know they're not fucking fighting over food and they came empty-handed. Yeah, they better have contributed in some kind of meaningful way. Yeah, and I'm talking about, you know, <laughs> and um, Alexis Pereira, uh, one of our dear friends, uh, he posted this video where he made fun of um, <laughs> our former governor, Andrew Cuomo. Mm -hmm. He used to do, like, kind of announcements to the video, like, I don't know, like, PowerPoint announcements. Like, yeah, during COVID. During COVID. Mm -hmm. um, so Alexis made one where he pretended to be Andrew Cuomo, and he, like, made different announcements. Because the thing about Cu Cuomo is that he would put, like, you know, COVID information, but also put, like, endearing anecdotes about his family, right? Mm -hmm. um, to make us, like, look over the fact that, like, he's a 
raging. I know to put to put pull the wool over our eyes. To, that he's a raging sexist and also racist. Um, and was like lying about how many people about like old people in hospitals. He yeah. was not doing good. But during that time, we were all like, "Thank God for him." And I know his because it was uh you know it was nice to hear a politician tell the truth somewhat. Yeah. Or um, to be, at least to have someone, I feel like the thing about him was that he seemed like he was providing us information in, like, a normal way that felt like, okay, we can trust what this guy is saying. Now, did that turn out to be true? Not really. No. But in contrast to Trump being like... It's not happening. This is yeah. about to be over soon. You Everybody should drink bleach. Drink Look into bleach. the sun. Look at, yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyway, this is another thing where it's like, uh, but one of his jokes, Alexis's jokes, is like, um, a bottle of soda is not a contribution to Thanksgiving dinner. Don't show up with a two liter of soda at, acting crazy. No. You know what I mean? And that, that's that's just what I'm like. I'm like, I hope these men actually uh, like contributed yeah. to the meal. And it can be a con- contribution of like, you're on dishes. Okay, that's, yeah. I, I think that it doesn't, if you're not a cook, I don't want to eat your food. Well, true. So, but do something else, you true. know? Manual labor of some true. kind. <laughs> I, I think I was a stickler, too. Like, I also, yeah, I'm like, I don't want to eat your food. And also, like, you can pay me. I'll make a meal on your behalf and say that you Yeah. And mm-hmm. I also, I was, they called me Scary Mommy. I did a Friendsgiving. I don't think you showed up by then. But... Somebody, you know, popped something in the oven, and then they went to go smoke weed outside. And I'm like, you better be watching your fucking food. Yeah. Like, do not fucking smoke weed and, like, forget about the food that you popped in the oven. Because no. I'm going to be pissed. No. I will say that I cooked a Thanksgiving. It was delicious. For, uh, oh. Well, I brought a pie. I the came pie was dessert. really good. It came over. It came out really good. Um, But Danny and I had, like, a two-person Thanksgiving, and Danny, I cooked most of the food, but he was on mashed potatoes, and he did all of the dishes. So I felt that that was an equitable balance. Yes. Because I just, I made two things. I made the bed need, and Mm -hmm. I made um, mac and cheese, and I, it's fucking Monday after Thanksgiving. I just cleaned. I just washed those dishes, because it was just so The dishes, it, to to cook the food and also do the dishes is, like, because I... Truly, after cooking the Thanksgiving and I did like the turkey and everything, my body was rocked. Yeah. I was absolutely, I was like, oh, this is why it's a huge deal to be the person who cooks Thanksgiving because like literally my lower back, my neck, like I am fucked up from this. Exactly. And like, yeah, to have to do the dishes too, it just sucks. Yeah. Um, Danny was also bartender. Oh, I that's great. That. Oh, that's also a thing, too, was, like, I was trying to watch, like, Real Housewives while I was cooking, and I couldn't do it, because I'm like, oh, I really have to pay attention. Yeah. I have to turn this off. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, it's a thank all your cooks. Finally, our last video, which, it, it opens up a whole segment of TikTok that I'm not sure some people are aware of, but it's this popular audio sound. Ooh, a popular sound, eh? The gang's all here. (laughs) So this is a video of a family eating in complete silence. (laughs) So it says, when when you're Hispanic and your family doesn't talk anymore because of some terrenos in your rancho. So terreno talk is a whole other thing. Do you know anything about terrenos? No. 
So it's this it's this funny genre. But basically, and I mean, I think that, you don't know, no, not, I think it's because, you know, it's probably one of the benefits of being Cuban mm-hmm. is that your your family's connection, your parents' connection isn't that tied to the homeland, which is, yeah. you know, you know many minuses. Yes. But the plus is that basically, um, this is very popular with like Mexican-Americans, like, but a lot of families have like land. Mm-hmm. that like their family all owns or like that they, their the grandparents have left and stuff mm-hmm. and so many family gets into such terrible fucking fights over the land they don't talk to each other anymore they don't like it is like a whole thing of like terreno so there's a lot of, it's like a whole genre of jokes about terrenos like and all that stuff or like or these people <laughs> These people who are like, when you, when I finally visit the terrenos that all my uncles have been fighting about for 20 years, and they go and it's just like cinder block and like rubble, <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, no, one of the things about uh, a communist revolution is that you don't have, you don't come out of it with land. No one has land. <laughs> but then the other side is that you all celebrate Thanksgiving together as yeah. a loving family <laughs> and not divide it, because that's basically... When people use that audio, it's basically saying, like, the gang's all here, and it's three people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like when you're in a Hispanic family, but no one talks to each other because of land Land <laughs> disputes? Yeah, land disputes. I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> uh, and there's no terrible takes out of it. Salty and Sticky has nothing for it. No, nothing for that. For that. That is funny to, like, be eating in silence. My mom's thing on Thanksgiving is that she has these little, like, cards that she puts under everybody's plate. Oh, that's so cute. It's very, very cute. And and they have, like, Thanksgiving-related questions. Oh, yeah, like what? Um, well, like, some very generic, like, what are you thankful for? Then there are some where uh, they do try to go back to the roots of Thanksgiving in a way where it's like, we got to leave this behind. Yeah, but we got to leave this behind. I will say that one year... Last year, we had a guest who was not a family member yeah. who's, who came to our Thanksgiving, and we were going around to do the questions. Famously ruined the ham. He did ruin. This person did ruin a ham, which that, in a Cuban family, that that's is, throw down that is, level uh, problem. Yeah. yeah, that is that was massive. That was a big problem. But one of the things that stuck with me that this person did as well is that when it got to him for him to answer his under-the-plate question, the question was, and again, the premise of the question is flawed, but it was like, the pilgrims and the Native Americans learned from each other and had a cultural exchange. Again, flawed premise, but the question... I think maybe the first one, maybe, or something, but after that, maybe not, but sure, sure, sure. Uh, but the question was, what is something that you have learned from another culture? And this, this oh person God. said... I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I can't think of anything. That he's learned from another culture. He said, I can't think of anything. <laughs> okay. I was like, that is literally the worst possible answer. I can't think of anything. That's crazy. Have you ordered... Take, like, have you ordered Chinese food before? Yeah. Like, well, what would you learn from ordering Chinese food? The fucking uh, umami <laughs> flavoring is good. Oh, okay, I don't know. Because okay, okay. like, uh, I, I would say I learned um, 
from Japanese culture, like, it's always nice to go to someone's house with a little gift. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's a pretty soft ball to catch. So what's one thing you've learned from another culture? Yoga is... Exactly, exactly. uh, I I do yoga. I've learned that it's a really great way to meditate physically and mentally. Okay, well... I can't think of anything. (laughs) Well... Hopefully you never have to spend another Thanksgiving with that man again. Um, we just have just a few more. Now for this final segment, we're going to do reactions to politicians' Thanksgiving Ooh. meals. Okay, this is the discourse that I did catch a little bit. Yes. I caught a little bit of this discourse. And can I just say blanket statement before we even get into it? Mm-hmm. And I did post some of my food on story, but I made a disclaimer that I was like, I don't know how to make pictures of food look good. I'm just posting it. It's a skill. It's literally, there's someone called a food stylist, and all they do. Plating is, like, like you. if you go to culinary school, you're going to take a class in plating, okay? Yeah. So while I was sharing my Thanksgiving on story, I acknowledged that I was like, I can't make pictures of food look good. If you're a politician or anyone who's going to be sharing pictures of food to hundreds of thousands, even potentially millions of people, that's a dicey thing to be doing. Because I don't think Thanksgiving food, apart from like a cooked turkey, photographs well. It's a very mushy. Yeah, stuffing and all that. Yeah, I don't think that it cooks particularly well. So unless you're like really coming correct with the food photography... I would stay away from sharing. Well, these politicians didn't. So the first one up is dear friend of the pod, my bestie, Kirsten Gillibrand. Okay. And she did a uh, turkey, but she put bacon over it. Hmm. Um, This looks extremely bad. It looks extremely bad. Okay. The bacon, just so everyone is clear, like the it, it's literally like three strips of bacon laid over a turkey. In the it's most... a lot of bacon. It's more than three. It's probably like a Okay, whole pack. yeah. It's a whole pack. It's a bunch of bacon laid over the turkey. It's not laid in an aesthetic way where like it's creating. Like if I'm going to do this, right, and I'm going to show a picture of this, I'm going to maybe do like a lattice or something okay. with the bacon. Okay. Because some of this bacon's curled up. It's yeah. flipped over. Yeah. It's all haphazardly thrown on there. It looks weird. I will say, I will say that she took another picture of the bacon. And, I mean, she took another picture of the turkey and it looked better. So maybe that was just the start off. But, yeah, not great. I don't hate the idea of putting bacon on the turkey, but I don't love it either. Okay. <laughs> I, I've had turkey with bacon on top, like, as a way to, like, make sure that the the the, the turkey gets cooked throughout without oh, that burning is the smart. skin. And then you do the last whatever. That is smart because, like, the juices of the bacon are going to also ensure that the turkey, like, stays more moist. Yeah. I get that. I get that. I'd need to try it, but the picture was ugly. The picture was ugly. Okay. Next, we have Tim Tim Kane, um, and it's the Kane <gasps> specialty 
creamed onions. Now, if you're like, what are cream onions? I've never heard of that. I went through, I looked at a few recipes, and the recipe is basically water, pearl onions, butter, flour, milk, and salt and pepper. Okay. Um, Tim Cain's appears to have some cheddar cheese in the mix. Yeah, because I was going to say, that looks like mac and cheese, cheese yeah. to me. Um, other people I've seen called it like onions au gratin, like a, like a, like, Okay. Like a potato, like a scallop potato, but scalloped onion situation. Listen, I don't. Again, it's like I don't hate the concept of the food, but you need to come correct with the photo. This looks. This actually looks nasty. This photo. Well, it looks like milk and onions. Yeah. It look. It looks like to me what it looks like is very milky mac and cheese with like shell, mm. like shell mac and cheese. Yeah. It looks. It looks quite nasty, I would say. Yeah, I feel like it could taste good. Yes. I like onions. I, My love for onions all source from me being a hater because my brother hated onions so much that I would ask for onions every all the time. And my mom's like, sure, sure. And, and that's why Thanksgiving is so contentious because deep-rooted shit like that. But I think also the problem that he has in this picture is that it looks like someone has taken a serving from this yeah. already because the spoon's in there so it's all messed up yeah. i feel like you gotta show it with a clean top yet to be served yeah and, and maybe it would a be cane different specialty a cane specialty damn dude well sorry that you aren't you wouldn't become vice president i know this is this this is the kind of misguided shit that, that <laughs> i mean really if you get down to it it's the lack of proficiency on the internet yeah um so then finally we have marjorie taylor green and she says sorry Peter, oh, we are eating good today who wants to come join us and she has she's cooked the palest turkey yeah this i saw at, this turkey looks raw it looks raw there's a little bit of color at the very top yeah but this turkey looks raw, and it looks completely unseasoned. unseasoned. Yeah. Because I did the Allison Roman dry brine turkey, which is like salt, pepper, and brown sugar that you rub on it. So, like, even... And how was the turkey? It was really good. and came out I'm, really good. I feel like turkey is one of those things that you really have to fucking season a lot. Yeah. Like a lot of shit to I make it I seasoned it the like... day before. So, that's the other thing. is like, even before my turkey went in the oven... There was, like, a coloring on it because I had done the dry brine. This literally looks like a completely raw bird. I'm disturbed. Also, sorry, PETA. Like, come on. PETA. They're fine. To be mad about PETA is so funny when, like, the influence of that organization is so, like. Everyone makes fun of all their ads now. I know. And even people who are vegetarian, I feel like, aren't even, like, in PETA necessarily. Also, this goes to a thing that I feel like our whole lives growing up, it was like, how do you know someone's vegan? They'll tell you. How do you know someone's vegetarian? They'll tell you. But in actuality, I feel like it's the people who eat meat that go fucking crazy. I mean, it's the whole snowflake theory of, like, the real snowflakes are the people who complain about snowflakes. Um, there's a gal that, I feel like you might know her. Do you know Rachel Tainsler? Yes. Okay. So she makes, like, 
vegetarian and vegan plant-based cooking videos on TikTok that do pretty well. And she was doing, came through on my TikTok, she was showing her vegan, uh, uh, she was showing her vegan Thanksgiving, right? And she made, like, tofurkey, and she made, like, uh, she made this cool, like, loaf that looked like it was in the shape of a turkey, and she made it, it all looked good. The comments, people, why would you, why would you make it look like a turkey if you don't want to eat turkey? Just eat turkey, idiot! Blah, blah, blah. And she, <laughs> she literally had to respond and be like, why did I make it look like a turkey? Because it's fun. And I like arts and crafts. And I, I thought it would be fun. There's a Carvel ice cream cake that looks like a turkey. Like There's a show that's like, is it cake? Like, sometimes <sighs> it's just fun to make the food look like. And, and she even made this response and she was like, I didn't stop eating because people will be like, why do you make it taste like meat if you don't like meat? And she's like, because I didn't stop eating meat because I don't like the taste of meat. I stopped eating meat for like environmental reasons and animal rights reasons. So, you know, and I just thought maybe I would share my meal with you guys. (laughs) Uh, People going fucking crazy being like, there was, I, I I was looking through the comments and there was this one woman who was just, in these comments over and over again this is so fucking stupid you're an idiot enraged and then i go to her page to be like what's going on with this woman it's always so sad it's always so she sad. was in the hospital oh my god girl <laughs> i was like prioritize i know i was like babe you focus on your health you Please. do not need to be in rachel tansler's comments being like why would you make it look like a turkey if you don't want to eat turkey it's like this it's so, so crazy funny. i like the thing if she, if Marjorie Taylor Greene was at Korean barbecue and she said, sorry, Peta, I'd be like, fair. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene in her kitchen making turkey. I'm like, it's like, do you want to come join us? And it's like, I can't think of something that I'd want to do less than eat at your weird ass, like brightly lit ass house with just turkey. Like, it no. looked, the turkey, you guys, and again, after every episode, we post our sources on the Instagram so you can see all the videos and pictures and stuff. So at Go Touch Grass Pod, you have to see this turkey because there is, you could believe that it was raw if it weren't for like the slight amount of color on the very top of the turkey. Well, Leaf, just to wrap up this segment, fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Kirsten Gillibrand's bacon turkey, mm-hmm. Tim Kaine's creamed onions, or MTG's turkey. Okay, I'm going to marry Kirsten Gillibrand's bacon turkey because even though it doesn't, it didn't look visually appealing. I think it it like I think it probably did taste good. And I'm gonna send I'm gonna send you the picture of her walking around with the turkey later because it did look good. Yeah, I later. think that and 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 once I heard kind of the thinking behind it keeping the turkey moist i'm like okay this is actually this is a solid situation okay so marry that marry that i'm going to fuck tim kane's <laughs> creamed onions pull that sound bite um <laughs> just because like one and done wham bam thank you ma'am I they mean, probably do taste I, good we've all slept with the equivalent of a Tim Ka- Tim Kane's cream onions, <laughs> where it's like, uh, this is gonna be okay for a night, for yeah. a, and we'll spend a little time with this, and then, 
you you have to kill Marjorie Taylor Greene's turkey and then put it back in the fucking yeah, oven. Yeah, kill it. Kill it. Season kill it again. It. Season, season it. Season it. Brine it. Put it back in the put oven. Put it back in the oven. Baste it. All of that stuff because it it. I, I mean that turkey could have been alive, the mm-hmm. way that she's presenting it here. Mm-hmm. It could still have muscle memory working. Well. And that's that's our discourse. Wow, that's the discourse. That's our holiday roundup. So you know what that means? What does that mean? That means that we are on to Grasshole of, of the, the week. week. Now, this is also in a way food related. Okay. Um so I'm going to tell you the story now of at Vegan Riz and versus a local coffee shop. So this story uh, it was brought to my attention via my TikTok for you page from um, a creator at Candace, and it's Candace with two C's, so C A N D A C C E, and she does a pretty good rundown of went da- what went down here. So I'm just gonna play this for you, and then I'm gonna show you why for real vegan Riz is our grass hole. I don't know how more people aren't talking about this, but have we all seen this TikToker who's currently beefing with a coffee shop? She's beefing with her local coffee shop. So I guess she used to film a lot in this coffee shop and then the owners came up to her and they were like, you know, we appreciate your business. You can keep coming here and buying coffee, but can we just ask that you don't record in our establishment? That set her off. It's absolutely set her off. She has made probably over 60 videos go click her profile right now vegan riz go click her profile keep scrolling keep scrolling you're not gonna find the beginning of this okay so we're gonna stop there because i did go to vegan riz's profile and um it wasn't quite 60 videos i counted 42 that's close videos uh so (laughs) the incident took place on november 13th Mm -hmm. Between November 13th and November 16th, I started favoriting every video that she posted related to being asked not to film in a coffee shop. Millie, let me show you. Oh, my God. Wait, those are all These the are all videos about... Th- and this is between the 13th and the 16th. Wow. <laughs> this is how many videos... And are they edited? Because that's the thing, too, right? Everyone, you know, I know TikTok is, like, the more you do it, the more. But, like, like for me to edit a TikTok video or to, like, it takes a while. So there is a mix. Um, and that actually brings us to what I wanted to kind of show you next. There, there's a mix of, you know, very classic TikTok, her in her car talking to camera. Then there are some green screen video act outs of her kind of doing sketches about being asked <laughs> to leave the coffee shop. There's some audio elements that are brought in. So what I wanted to do, based on what I watched, she started going to this coffee shop in September. She posted an enormous amount of videos from the coffee shop. They don't seem to be like hugely disruptive videos like here is i'll just show you there's no sound on this one like this is the type of stuff she's posting it's just her like drinking the coffee or whatever but it is a large number of videos and as you can see you know she posted 42 videos about the coffee shop in over three days so 
But I was like, how do you have enough money to do that and time? Listen, we're going to get into the money and we're going to get into the time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of create a soundscape for you where I'm going to flip through the videos and just play like little clip clips of them. And you're going to get kind of, um, you're going to get an audio tour of how this situation progressed. Okay. Okay. Starting here. This video right here was in my draft, and it's an example of videos I would make in this coffee shop. At the end of this video, you're going to be presented with a poll. In the poll, you will be required to vote on whose side you're on, my side or the coffee shop. Actually, according to both lawsuits I filed, they are in public retail with the coffee shop. This is a coffee shop I went to in Buffalo. It's I'm going to make a compilation video of every single coffee shop I've been into. Anime is an important part of our culture. Click the pink circle. I'm going live shortly. No losses on the blind bulb of your school. reposting the video that got her kicked out. This is the last sip of iced coffee. I have spent $190.95 at a local coffee shop called Crown Street Roasting Company. I'm calling my ex to get his opinion about this. <laughs> people on their phones, tablets, and laptops. While the owner sat down next to me, my phone wasn't even out. I, I kind of regret not filming this. The owner sat next to me and told me they no longer wish for me to record. Exactly. And they said, well, this is a coffee shop where people go for work. Work. Like their Zoom calls are related to work. Their cameras are related to work. Yeah. Hi. I have the pay stuff to prove that this is my work. And the t I just called a lawyer who referred me to a discrimination lawyer. Oh, my God. I'm calling this coffee shop owner. <laughs> of the coffee shop that they posted. Hey, I thought your coffee shop didn't allow video recording. Oh my god. If I want to 
to pursue legal action against the coffee shop. <laughs> Is there drinking coffee? Sorry that people are so jealous of me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me. Oh my god. Be astronomically for real. The small town I live in is so extra. Here's why the people in my small town get so jealous of me. Why doesn't like, she just open her own? Orange, this one I just included. I'm gonna go, hold on. This one I included just because it's very funny. It's racist to call someone orange. <laughs> oh my God. Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Racist. That's right. Whether or not I know you, you're still watching. So I'm a lot. At least. Enough. This is crazy. For the first time in my life. Oh my god. I have bad news. I'm no longer able to block people on TikTok. <laughs> so that was an audio tour of Vegan Riz versus the coffee shop. There are videos I may have missed because towards the end she started posting about other stuff, like she was beefing with her son's school and also She's a mother? Yes. She's a mother oh of an God. elementary school age child, and also oh her house is haunted. So she, Elise, you she... don't bring you bring the most demented shit. <laughs> this that fucking toilet shit, like she you posted... just bring the most demented shit to this. Place. I will say her politics are pretty good. <laughs> videos in three days about this coffee shop that just asked her not to film there i'm gonna tell vegan riz you, go touch you gotta grass. go touch grass go touch grass in your small town open your own coffee shop and then record as much as you fucking like one of the big themes of her tiktok is that everyone in her small town is jealous of her Okay. Um, she posts a lot in the laundromat. I don't know if she, like, owns this laundromat or what. She posts a lot of videos of herself dancing in the laundromat. And she posts a lot of videos about how everyone in her small town is jealous of her. And, um, how... Well, I'm jealous. She don't got shit to do except for fucking go to a coffee shop and beef with it all day. She has, like, a pretty decent following. I think I, I saved it. What at Vegan Riz's following is here? She, yeah, so she's got four hundred and seventy nine thousand. That's crazy followers, That's and crazy. she posts a lot, obviously. Um, and yeah, I guess before we end the entire episode, <laughs> do you think the coffee shop was wrong for asking her not to film? No, I feel like. There, everything has limits. If someone's recording one video sometimes, but it's just like, I was just talking about this with someone else about how, like, it's just too much fucking content. We're just doing too much content. Like, I oh, because there's this TikTok, um, Twitter trend that's like, what's your boomer complaint? Mm -hmm. Like, what's your boomer complaint? And my complaint is, like, people are recording too many fucking videos. Like, I, what, like, one time I had to take a really bad shit and I knew it was not great. And I was mm -hmm. at a fucking Korean restaurant with my family. And I went to... And these girls were recording dance challenges. And that's no. the shit that I fucking hate. And so it happened so many times where it's like, this is actually... Like, you're in the bathroom for this. Like, if, if you're by yourself, do your thing. But as soon as someone comes in... Like, stop with the fucking... And then somebody else is like, 
I can't get undressed at the gym or whatever without someone being on FaceTime or whatever. And yeah, like, you want to be fucking working on a... When I'm at a coffee shop, that means that I can't get it done at home. And I want a peaceful environment. My feeling also is I... Because this person posts just an enormous amount of videos, as we just saw. That's how you get 400,000 followers. Exactly. Which, you know, more power to you, whatever. Yeah. But she start, She said she started going to the coffee shop in September. I feel like... So three months. I Three months. months of videos from this person, if she's posting at this coffee shop every single time she goes, which she says she spent $190 there. That's a lot of coffee. Yeah. That's a lot of coffee. In Bushwick, that's two coffees. The, in, yeah, well, she's in Buffalo, I think. Okay, or, so she, like she's in upstate. They, 8, these are upstate. Yeah, yeah, that's a, in Bushwick, it's two coffees. In Buffalo, it's like 8,000 coffees. So my feeling is that it must have gotten to the level where it was disruptive. Oh, of course. And of course, we're not going to get that from her. And this coffee shop is like not actually responding Which to is what. smart. Yeah. The, no, the coffee shop can't be getting involved in that. But like, I, I do wonder, because it, it was impossible to even go back and find when she first started going to the coffee shop because it's such a, it's just a deluge of videos. But I wonder, like, if she's tagging them in all of these videos, or even some of them, then their entire, she's become the face of the coffee shop at this point with how many yeah. videos she must have posted. And I do think... There must be a piece of this story about how it did become disruptive as oh, to how many to videos customers, she was posting. And then posting. also, people are probably looking on Instagram to see if they're opening, and they see a pic, like, if it's a small town, you have, like, 5,000 videos of this one girl, like, stop. And also, like, I will say that she posts a lot in this laundromat, like I said, and she does a lot of, like, sexy dancing videos. So part of me wonders if maybe she, in in addition to just showing herself drinking the coffee, if she was also doing some dancing videos in or around or in front of the coffee shop. Like, something must have occurred for this coffee shop to be like... No more videos. Yeah. First of all, for them to recognize her, for them to say, we can't have you film any more videos here. And I feel like she only proved their point by I then making 42, 42 videos. videos in five days. <laughs> three. Three days in three. Oh. 42 videos in three days. Can you imagine? Like, I never want to root for a man. And also. The coffee shop owner's a lady. No, no, no. But uh, th- my point is uh-huh. that. Can you imagine dating someone like her? Like, I'm sure she attracted someone probably equally as crazy. But Jesus, can you imagine, like... She was posting other videos about swiping on Tinder while at the bar, so I think she's currently single. Yeah, so it's like the baby dad, like, God bless that man. I'm sure he's crazy, too, because crazy attracts crazy. They find each other. But, God damn. But again, her politics are good. So you can talk about politics online, Well, maybe this is is Marjorie Taylor Greene's match. Sorry, Peter. And it's like, okay, well, you gotta contend with vegan Riz. Yeah. Vegan Riz, divert your energy for good, for the causes that you stand for. And and once again, you must go touch grass. Go touch grass. Go touch grass. Go touch some coffee beans. <laughs> Learn how to make an espresso yourself. Exactly. Use yeah. your power for something else. Yeah. Not for co- so, like Charm City Roasters or whatever this coffee shop is called. Crazy. Well. well 
Yet another episode, Elise. We got another one in the can. Another one in the can. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. And remember, go Go touch touch grass. grass. Woo!